Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Green gets tied up. Sabonis was holding on to Draymond's foot, which is wrong. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be ejected for this. I guess ankle grabbing is okay. That's not real for I gotta land my foot somewhere. I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation. It's been a fun game, but it's escalated into something more. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Kendrick Perkins, Ramona Shelburne, Adrian Wojnarowski, Malika Andrews, Zach Lowe. We have a lot to get to over the course of the next hour, but we start with Joe Dumars joining us for more on the decision to suspend Draymond Green. And Joe, you told our Adrian Wojnarowski that, quote, Draymond's excessive and over-the-top actions and his history as a, quote, repeat offender. They're both large factors in the league's decision to suspend him. So to be clear... If it was a different player with a different history, would he have been suspended here? That's a possibility, yes. That's a possibility that it could have been differently. You know, we look at all, each one of them when they come through, and, and we sit down and we pour through it. Uh, and, yeah, Adrian and I had that conversation earlier, and I said that. Like, it could be. It, it possibly could be for sure. So it could be that another player with this history would have been suspended, but how much was that levied in this situation? I'm just trying to understand here, why not a heavy fine to try to preserve the sanctity of competition? So, you know, there was debate uh, throughout the office all day yesterday on this. It wasn't a a, a quick or easy or light decision. Uh, We understand the ramifications of a decision like this. Here's the thing. Um, As I was saying to Adrian earlier when we were talking, it's like, the act itself, okay, the, 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 we felt over the top and excessive. The conduct, detrimental. Some of the, some of the things that went on uh, after uh, the, the, the incident. You mean engaging then, with fans? Uh, that, that's what you mean yeah, when you say that conduct? Ex- exactly, conduct okay. detrimental. And then also the um, repeat offender. We think in totality, you take all three of those things and, and that's where you end up landing with a suspension. If you separate them out individually, maybe not, but if you put them all together, that's how you end up with, and and that's how we came up with suspension. And of course, you know, Adam Silver also in attendance in that game, but Joe, you're in a unique position here. You're someone who worked for the Kings as recently as last Mm -hmm. year. You've talked about your Mm -hmm. closeness, right, with Draymond Green on this show. How did that factor in? You know, when I took this position, I have relationships, I mean, with, 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 Quite a few teams right right now in the playoffs, either player, coach, GM, owner, whoever it is. I have relationships with, with people all throughout the league. So when I took this position, I knew that there was a chance that something like this would come up with someone that I know that I have relationships with. At the end of the day, if you're going to take this position, sit in this seat, you have to stand on it. And you have to stand on the decisions irrespective of who who's involved. And, yeah, of course, I'm like – super close with Draymond. Like, you know, Draymond's spent a lot of time at my house growing up as a young guy. And so this is not someone that I don't know. And I didn't take it lightly, and none of us did. I I, I must say that it was an all-day process yesterday. 
Joe, many, many people, right, would contend that there would be no stomp from Draymond Green if Sabonis did not grab Draymond's leg. So who did the league determine was the instigator in this investigation? Uh, that's true. That's a fact. If, if he doesn't grab his ankle, we don't have this. But here's the thing. Grabbing an ankle is one thing, and the referees dealt with it on the court, right? And so we, we, we feel like that was enough, that they dealt with it on the court, technical foul, um, Golden State gets one free throw. Yeah. You separate that out and you go to Draymond now, you go, okay, that was a bonuses act. Now what was Draymond's act? And so when you separate them out, I'll say the three things that I, I, I said a little while before, the act itself, conduct detrimental, and um, repeat, repeat uh, offender, that's where you end up landing with the with the suspension, and the other one is where you land up with the technical foul. So, I, I you know, of course, if he doesn't grab his ankle, we don't get here. But, uh, you know, the act itself, we, we thought was a little bit over the board, overboard a little bit there. Right. I, I think that's where people would say, okay, well, there was a discrepancy, yeah. right? There was a technical called on yeah. one and a flagrant two on another, and that caused Draymond to miss the rest of the game. We know the rest of that story. The Kings went on to make sure. 10 of 15 shots, and they won the game. So... When it's all said and done here, has either Draymond or DeMontis Sabonis expressed remorse for their respective roles in this incident to you or to the league? I haven't talked to uh, DeMontis, but look. But you talked to Draymond? Draymond and I talked. Okay. Yeah, I talked to him this morning. I have a relationship with him. Irrespective of this, you know, it's someone, like I said, spent a lot of time at my house growing up. And so we had a conversation about this this morning. Like, look, he's not happy with it. He disagrees with the decision. I completely and told him totally understand that but this is where we came out and so he it, look Dre and I know each other extremely well we've had uh, a lot of conversations about a lot of different things throughout his career and this was just another one of them this morning that we had Joe as always thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA today we really appreciate you stopping by thanks guys uh, thank you thank you back here with Zach Lowe with Kendrick Perkins Ramona Shelburne Adrian Wojnarowski uh, Woj I'm just going to start with you here we, we heard from Joe here you also spoke with him this morning how is this reverberating both within the Warriors and the league here yeah, th this was such a significant decision and I think Joe Dumars just talked about it again here that uh, they really deliberated over this. And, and remember, this isn't a one-person decision. Uh, just like when Rod Thorne was the, you know, back then they called it the dean of discipline mm -hmm. in the NBA with David Stern, uh, he did not act unilaterally. Uh, Adam Silver has a big voice in especially this kind of decision that impacts a team that's down 2-0 in the playoffs. Adam Silver was in the building, and I think you know you, you go through the three parts of this. I don't think you should underestimate uh, the, the conduct detrimental. Adam Silver sitting in the arena after uh, Draymond Green uh, essentially is ejected, going over to the fans. You know, kind of uh, they were already in a frenzy, uh, probably uh, uh, you know further inciting that with them. Listen, this is a league that. It was a very long time ago, but all it takes is one cup being thrown, just like they did at the Palace, and you have an incident uh, that uh, can get out of hand. So I think any one of these, as I think Joe Dumars said, it doesn't get them suspended, but when you stack them all up. Totality. And again, repeat offender. In a lot of ways, this was a Lifetime Achievement Award mm. for Draymond Green. This, because of who he is and his history, fair or unfair, it factored into this, and the league says it factored into this. I mean, I, I, AJ and I have both spoke to a lot of folks with the Warriors last night, this morning. They're livid. 
mean, they're absolutely living with this decision. I think they were stunned, too. Um, I, this was not something that they really thought would come to this place. And as one person I spoke to said, you know, we're, we're living with this decision. And it is something that, we, you know, they paid the price already. They lost game two when he was ejected. They don't have a problem with that. I think there was an understanding that what he did deserved an ejection, and that you know they lost game two right after that. But they felt the decision, the suspension was unnecessary and egregious. Mm. And I think one thing also, just in listening to Joe Dumars there, another th this is another thing that had been spoken about in Warrior Circles last night and this morning. The league, there was an investigator who spoke to Draymond, but Joe Dumars just said he didn't talk to Draymond until this morning, until after the decision was made. Usually in a situation like this, the other people would, be, would talk directly to Joe or would talk directly to Adam Silver or talk directly to high-level people when this decision is being made. And the consequences of this are enormous. Mm. They're down 2-0 yeah. in this series. <clears throat> it's been a minute since I've been in the studio. And as a guy that was actually on that side, where Draymond is at, a guy that actually got suspended yep. for actually making face-to-face -face contact mm -hmm. with Tyreek Evans. Not headbutting, face-to-face contact. It's going to happen. And when you have those conversations on the phone, when you call into the principal office, they're going to see if you're remorseful. Yeah. They're going to see if you're apologetic about it. And if you're not, and you have a history, then they're going to issue a, a, a significant type no punishment and it happens it's, it happens to all of us do i want draymond suspended no does he deserve to be suspended yes you cannot leapfrog off of somebody's chest and think that it's cool so the leapfrog officer bonus was one thing but then the actions after that to the fan base was another thing and then when he went in his post-game interview he wasn't remorseful like the league look at all that this is a guy that has been suspended, so I know. So then coming to the second part of it, what's the resolution? So I was talking with Zach Lowe before the show started, and I said, you know what? I thought about this. How about the league, if, it's come, if it comes to a point where you're straddling the fence, like for the incident like this incident that happened, how about just suspend them the next season? Don't suspend him in the postseason so that he is available. But it's hard to walk that fine line. But, again, I want to see Draymond on the floor, but I know how it goes behind the scenes when they do issue these punishments. And everything he did leading up to this had played a huge part in him being suspended for game three. These are, these are hard decisions. Like, they're hard decisions for the league, and we can run tape of prior there are prior suspensions in the playoffs. You know, Perk, you were in a series where Zach Randolph got suspended for a game for kind of elbowing Steve yeah. Adams. He got suspended for game seven, as a matter of fact. So there is precedent. But the Draymond Green precedent is, is different in a way. You called it a lifetime achievement award. Part of the reason it's a lifetime achievement award, you go back, that we, we have the image of him with Steven Adams right here. I mean, he, he, it took like four of these in the same playoffs right. for him to finally get suspended. So I would understand if Draymond Green said, wait a second, well, it takes one now? It took two, three, four incidents in that playoffs culminating in this one with LeBron. I, I, I It's a hard decision. I said yesterday I thought it was legislated correctly in the game yeah. that Sabonis got a technical and Draymond was ejected. And let's leave it there. The league obviously disagreed. The fact that it took till midnight Eastern yesterday, I think, is proof that they actually deliberated it for a long time, and it was a, it was a, not a unified mm -hmm. decision. I understand why the Warriors are angry. Ultimately, it is Draymond's fault. It's Draymond's fault, and 
you just can't do what he did, even if Sabonis wrapped you up. And I think that is the thing that makes this distinct is Sabonis has a role. This is not an elbow out of nowhere. Right. This is that this is the Sabonis has a role. It's a tough decision. I, I would have liked to see him play uh, game three. But let's let's just be clear about one thing. The Kings are kicking their butts. Thank you. The King, Thank not, you. Maybe not kicking their butts. Game one, they had a Wiggins three to win the game. The Kings are playing the best defense yeah. they've played all season. Sure. And we're not talking for one second about it. And that's the reality of life. It stinks. But credit to the Kings. They won those first two games. Yeah, De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, newly minted clutch player of the year, a new award that the NBA is handing out. The coach of the year will be handed out today. And many of us expect that to be Mike Brown. Is that but, today? Uh, to me, it's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, me, to me, it's just a bummer. Like, you want to see the full-strength yeah. Golden State Warriors out there attempting to defend their home court. And, and that's kind of why I asked Joe about how – and, and I understand the thought of, okay, you know, it just takes one act, one cup being thrown, something to escalate this to a place that the league doesn't want it to be. But villains are good for the game. It's fun to watch in that sense. And I understand that this may have gone too far and the suspension was handed down here. Uh, but I agree with you. I thought it was, it was the, the way that it was handled yesterday was the way that I would have liked to see that this handled. And that's just the way that it is. Draymond Green suspended for game three of this pivotal series. We've got a lot to get to in the show, guys, so we're going to keep it pushing. We do have an update for you on Giannis Antetokounmpo's injury status for tonight. Adrian Wojnarowski here with the latest. And LeBron James, he takes us through the roller coaster ride that's been this season. Can they take another one tonight in Memphis Park? <laughs> you bet they will. Well, I, I want to know what Kendrick Perkins thinks, but I also want to know what you all think. So go ahead, Perk. Get your phone out. Take a little snap right there of our QR code. Tell us who you think is going to win. Perk is literally doing it right now. Who you got? The Lakers or the Grizzlies? We will reveal at the end of the show who you chose. And guess what, friends? We have a special guest coming up, too. Another one? Another one. <laughs> What's going on? This is Kevin Hart, and this is NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank, rooted in communities big and small, and in part by Old Dominion Freightline, helping the world keep promises. 
The Bucks and Heat face off for game two tonight, but in game one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he, en- he exited this game early after falling on his back, suffering a lower back injury. He would only end up playing 11 minutes in this game. Giannis, such a competitor, so for him to leave a playoff game was really something to see. Back here with senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. And Woj, currently the, the Bucks have Giannis listed as questionable. That's upgraded from doubtful. What are you hearing about the likelihood that he may play in this one? Hey Malik, I'm told that Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, is going to warm up tonight you know, with, with the hope that he'll feel good enough <clears throat> to be able to play. Uh, but there's been optimism as his back has gotten a little better in the succeeding days since, Monday, since Sunday's game. Uh, but he'll warm up tonight. Uh, with with the hope that he'll feel well enough to go out and play in game two with the Bucks down 1-0 to Miami. And knowing Giannis, if there's any possibility that he can play, he's going to want to be out there. Woj, before we let you go, we have another big game tonight, game two between the Lakers and the Grizzlies. What's the latest on the John Morant front? Yeah, I think it's a little murkier with John Morant. They're going to take this right up until the game tonight in Memphis uh, to see if that the hand, the wrist, uh, has healed enough. He's got enough strength in it. It's pain-free enough for him to be able to play, but this is going to be a game-time decision. Woj, thank you so very much for your reporting on both of those fronts. All right, so I want to rejoin our panel here because this is a huge game that is going down between the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies here tonight. And I don't know, Zach, if you're a Lakers fan, I feel like you got to feel pretty good heading into this game. I want you to put on your Lakers fan hat, if you could, for just a moment. (laughs) Um, and if you could, for just a moment, <laughs> tell us what you want to see from them tonight. What would signal to you that they're clicking on all cylinders here? Well, I, I think, you know, there's a tendency to say we got, we got the job done. We got to win on the road. <laughs> the Lakers who have LeBron, who's been injury prone the last few years as he gets older, and yep. AD, who's been injury prone for a long time, especially if Ja doesn't play, come out and just stomp on him. No pun intended. Oh, come out and back. It was an accident. Come out, but seriously, come out and put yourself in a position to maybe have a short series, to maybe not have to overplay yourselves in a first round, particularly if Ja can't go. I think the Grizzlies are probably overmatched. So, like a seriousness of purpose, I guess. Don't be satisfied with one. Go out and get two because I do think the Lakers are the kind of team that can benefit from rest between rounds if they can get it. We're obviously a long way from that. Grizzlies fans, I know you can even the series tonight. I get it, but that's what I'm looking for. So, Perk, what should Grizzlies fans be looking for? Well, one, they're going to expect Jaron Jackson Jr. to continue to ball out. I think he has arrived. But when it comes down to Dylan Brooks and Desmond Baines, that's the problem. Mm. A lot of barking and no biting. Last game, I believe it was, what, 5 for 13 that uh, Dylan Brooks shot. Desmond Banks was 6 for 18. Like, And then all of a sudden you come out and you criticize Rui Hachimara, but you didn't really do a damn thing either. And if Ja is playing tonight, how much of an asset is he really going to be with that hand? Like, he's not going to be able to beat Ja. So when I look at the Grizzlies, those two in particular, not Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, need to have a huge night in order for the Memphis Grizzlies to pull off a victory. Well, right. and let's talk about Tyus Jones. Mm. I mean, he's one of the he's the best backup point guard in the league and Thanks. if Jock can't go. I mean, they're 32 and 13 when he is the starting point guard since last season. Okay? So when Jaw's not there, they yeah, Jaw's job, but Tyus Jones can play and they cannot take this Grizzlies team for granted because I watched the Lakers all year long. That complacency does step in. They right. got an incredible defensive effort in addition to great games from 
Adam Reeves and, and Hachimura in the first game. But Anthony Davis, when he plays defense like he did in game one, they shot 31% when he was the closest defender. John Morant, 11 and 10 this season when they do not have John Morant compared to 40 and 21 with John Morant. Who you got tonight, Perk? <laughs> what? I'm going with Austin Reeves. Not Braun and wow. AD. I'm going with Austin Reeves. Yeah, I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> Okay. Right. I think Memphis holds serve at home. They've right. been here before. They're yeah. the best home team. I'm going to have you save your pick. And we'll, we'll, I'm going to let you marinate on what they think, and we'll get yours a little bit later in the show. <laughs> we also teased it earlier, but we still have time. We want to know your pick. <laughs> We're going to hear Zach's pick, but who do you got tonight, the Lakers or the Grizzlies? Take out your phone. Tell us who wins. Zach, you can vote, too. I'm allowed to vote? I learned yeah. how to do QR codes <laughs> recently. You just I just know that. I know. It was still to come on NBA Today. LeBron James, he has his eyes set on getting the Lakers their 18th banner. So he takes us through LA's season in his own words. Plus, Shanae may not be here, but in her honor, we're talking about the midi. How the Suns evened up the series with a flurry of mid-range buckets. Park has a breakdown Whoa. for us today. And then the 76er super fan and comedian Kevin Hart, I mean, does he really need an introduction? He stops by and he made a case for why Embiid should be the MVP. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Welcome back to NBA Today. It's time for Putting in Work, brought to you by Upwork. The Suns, they put on a shooting clinic last night, evened up their series with the Clippers. So let's take a look at some of the highlights of how this went down. So we're going to pick this up in the first quarter, Zach, because Russell Westbrook's defense here on Kevin Durant, some former teammate on former teammate. He's playing this series with an absolute fury. He looks angry and engaged. I I don't know that I've ever seen him play with this kind of just fury all the time. It's awesome. 28 points, five rebounds, five assists. Most points in a playoff game since the bubble. And Kawhi Leonard, he's taking it personal. He is taking it personal with Kevin Durant. But to go back real quick, people don't realize, look at this defense, right? Oh. KD with the Lamitty. But Russ and KD used to go at it so much yes. in practice in one on one. Point God alert. Who? One more time. Devin Booker. 
big three there. Suns go on an 11-2 run in the final 2.30 of the first half after they were dragging a little bit to start. But really, Ramona, Devin Booker has been oh exceptional. He is not known for his defense, but he has made some huge defensive plays in this series. Yeah, in the first game, the second game, not to mention big shots, 18 points, 7 of 8 from the field in the third quarter for Mr. Booker. And then, of course, we're talking about Kevin D. Ramp Perk. Absolutely. And I thought Monty Williams in the second half did a great job of running plays for KD off the ball, right? Taking Big Zubac into his sweet spot. We know that's buckets. But look right here, a little pin down action to out of the timeout to the top of the key knockdown. Look, Kevin Durant and Mama Durant. Hey, Miss Wanda. The Clippers lose this one. Phoenix evens the series. The Suns made 22 mid-range jumpers in game two for the highest field goal percentage by any team in a playoff game since 2013. So Kendrick Perkins, I mean, a big reason, right, why the Suns, they were able to shoot the ball so effectively. They were able to exploit the, the Clippers' drop coverage here. What did you see? Uh, <sighs> Is it time? It's time. Is it time? It's time. Janae is not here for the cheat sheet. So, damn it, it's about the freeze sheet. I dropped my <laughs> mic, but y'all can hear me. Here we go. Perk freeze sheet. We're talking about last night. Everybody was overreacting to the drop coverage and talking about why Ty Lue didn't change. But freeze. Stay with your principles. You up 1-1. Nicholas Batum doing a great job of fighting over the screen. Great screen by DeAndre Ayton. Great challenge. Great shot. Right? Right here. Flip the screen. Good screen by Craig. Too far back, Big Zubac, but that's the game plan. Live with it. Nice contest, better shot. Good D, better O. Here it go again. Bismack Biombo, flip the screen. Zubac is down too low. CP3, take up the space a little bit. Create space, knock down the shot. But look, let's not overreact, okay? Ty Lewis saying great shot because this is what he does. He's going to make adjustments. I know the adjustments he's going to make, but I'm not a snitch. You will see the next game. He will make the adjustments. <laughs> so, Zach, the Suns, Perk, that was an excellent free sheet. Yeah. I appreciate you, well, my I friend. I mean, you had, you didn't even have your your. It's okay, he just talks there. loud. Yeah, no, he yelled. Yeah. A true vintage. <laughs> I'm looking at this, though, Perk. The Suns made 25 two-pointers in this game. Two-point jumpers. Yeah. That's the most by any team in any game since 2015, Zach. Yeah, we knew this team was team mid-range, right? And now they are real. The Clippers, because they're defending so well. Perk pointed out they're getting over those screens. Zoo is, is up at least somewhat on some of those. Like, those are tough shots. 60% of Phoenix's shots through two games, 6-0, have been mid-range twos. The highest share any team had in the regular season was 40%. The Suns are testing the boundaries of actually how far you can go by basically shooting just long twos all the time in the modern NBA. And it's going to be fascinating to see if they can generate more rim, more threes. And Perk's right, Ty Lue's going to mix in some more defenses in game three, some blitzes, some zone, some switching maybe. Who the heck knows? Zach, say it again. Yeah, you snitch. <laughs> But it's common no, sense. It's not common sense, Zach. I mean. You don't think the Phoenix Suns are like, well, I wonder what Ty Lue's going to do in game three. Up there, Monty Williams knows what's coming. Yeah. Well, He's no dope. One of the conversations that we've had about the Suns, right, since the Kevin Durant trade is, okay, but are they deep enough? And the Sun starters, they've averaged, what, 37 minutes through the first two games of the series, and that has led to very little production from their bench. So Phoenix has gotten just 23 bench points 
through two games. Through two games. That's the fourth fewest by any Suns team to start the postseason since the NBA expanded to having 16 playoff teams. So just how sustainable wow. is all of this, Ramona? I mean, it's sustainable when you have one of the most efficient jump shooters of all time in Kevin Durant. I mean, like, Zach was giving a little stat, but Kevin Durant is incredibly efficient. I mean, to have a 55% shooter from the field, you can get away with that if you have that kind of offensive power. power. I thought the Suns won this because they made their shots, but also because they made an, a great defensive adjustment with Kawhi. When they started doubling him in the second half, it changed what the Clippers were trying to do, and the Clippers have to get more out of, out of the rest of the, uh, right. the team out there if they're going to double Kawhi in the way that they did. Well, I mean, the, the Clippers, they, yeah. they punched first, but then that's when we kind of saw the Suns mount this horse in the second half and make that great two game. games for the Clippers really <laughs> impressive yeah. yeah really really impressive stuff yeah, back the to the crew. somewhere Ben Howland is smiling about Russ's defense yeah that, 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 that confused look. We're going to get into that confused <laughs> look. First team on defense at UCLA. Here we go. Coming up on NBA Today. Just taught me something. He's called the funniest man alive. And no, we're not talking about Kendrick Perkins. We're talking about the one, <laughs> the only, Kevin Hart, who joins the show next. You do not want to miss this. You're watching NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, world? This right now is about the 76ers. Round one, series, playoffs. You know what it is. Brooklyn, you're about to get this work. You're about to get this work because we done worked hard. And we're going to celebrate this journey. And it's going to start with you. Let's go. Hard work tastes different. Let's go, Sixers. He needs no introduction, but joining us now on NBA Today, the one, the only, North Philadelphia's finest, Kevin Hart. Sir, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. We appreciate you stopping by. What an amazing pan. Look at that. Look at that camera work. Oh, I love that. I mean, Patrick and Becca. An yeah, they, they put in work. I got I to gotta start here, though. We, we saw that you were hyped. We saw that you were excited for your Philadelphia 76ers, but they're up 2-0 at this point. What are your realistic expectations for your beloved 76ers mm -hmm. in this postseason? Oh, first of all, I don't like how you highlighted the word realistic as if I would give you false <laughs> expectations, as if I'm going to come in 
and talk from a fan perspective and not basketball. Let's all understand that I'm very knowledgeable about the game of basketball. You're talking to a four-time celebrity game MVP. Let's just stop right there. Yep. That deserves a little respect. Okay, now with that being said, let's talk about Philadelphia and our moment. Let's talk about where we are. We are in position to be in the NBA Finals. We are in position to win the NBA Finals. Not because I feel that, but because I understand where we are as a team. I love where Joel Embiid is. He's this year's MVP. Uh, I love the alignment between Joel and James Harden, the combination and the understanding and high level execution of basketball that these two have put on display this season is unreal. Uh, from a point perspective and assist perspective, both unselfish and have the ability to be selfish when they want, but also have made their teammates better. Well, I love the optimistics, but look, let me ask you this. 285-pound version of Akeem Olajuwon, the big Philly, the league-leading scorer. Make your case right now on why he's the MVP. I'm talking about Joel. Well, I mean, asking me to make a case is unfair because the case has been made in performance. Um, you know, some things that have to be sold uh, shouldn't be said, right? We're looking at numbers. We're looking at actual data and analytics. This is the best season that he's played. Um, arguably, last season was a season that he was in discussion for MVP as well. But I can understand why it went the other way. Um, you know, the Joker played phenomenal basketball. But this year, Joel Embiid has really positioned himself to be the most dominant player uh, in the game, especially at that position. He's also now in the conversation of best centers of all time. And with the ring, he really can make an argument as to where he really sits on that list. Um, I think he is a freak of nature. Mm -hmm. I think his dedication to the game and how he came back this season from a conditioning standpoint shows that he is he is not only ready for the big stage and the bright lights, um, but he's he's like mentally He's mentally changed. He's mm. mentally um, come back as a different person and a different player. And the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie, man. And I love that the team is falling the line with the level of leadership that he's put on. Mm. Wow, I'm really good. Yeah, I'm I was really say, I, I should just I mean, we should just pull up a fourth chair right hey, here yeah. on set for you, Kevin. I, I'm, I'm curious though. You made it very clear from the get-go when you came on our show. You are a four-time celebrity game MVP, but you Four? and our, our Zach Lowe. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Let, let's roll the tape here because Zach Lowe, what is happening here? You were a coach. You were what, what's going on? I was I was technically an assistant coach and. Uh, we lost the game. I don't think Kevin won MVP there. We, unless there, unless he was the Jerry West and they awarded it to someone on the losing team. What, what happened here, Kevin? Well, uh, I can tell you something. Zach Lowe's participation in that game was extremely low. Oh. Uh, um, you know, we, <laughs> wow. We, we had somebody that did not show up to coach, right? You know, it was a guy that didn't show up to embrace the opportunity at the highest level. And I remember that loss. By the way, Zach, until this day, it bothers me, right? Champions <laughs> don't forget. We hold on. We hold on to things. And that game was my motivation to come back year after year. That game 
fueled my drive to become wow. a MVP <laughs> and multiple time MVP. Do I get to defend uh, myself at any point here? Yeah, I think so. It was a dedication, Zach, and I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, look, look at your face in that picture. It's uncertain. Um, there's no plan. You know, you you were winging it. And for me, I, as, a, as a player, as a player, look at you. Zach, what are you doing here? Yeah, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what, wait. Zach, I'm clearly focused. This is no different from the bronze taking the powder. I don't want to use the word uncoachable. I think, oh. that, I think that's a strong word. There was some grumbling about shot selection that day that I think I think our team chemistry never got off the ground. It was we had some what? Some grumbling? Grumbling. We, grumbling. Had, we had Snoop Dogg as a last-minute addition to the team. That was unexpected. It threw the locker room into chaos. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of excuses going against us that day. Zach, I don't want to cause any problems, but I think you just made this about race. Is this about race? <laughs> is, this about, oh my, is this a race thing, Zach? And I don't want to. I don't want to use that. Okay, but what just happened, Zach? What just happened? Okay. I mean, I don't, listen. I came to be coached, Zach. I came to be coached. I was expecting to attach myself to a program, to, to a plan. We wanted to, to run a, to the an offense team. through Michael B. Jordan, and we had to run it through Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin. Zach, you didn't even have a board. Where's his clipboard? He doesn't have a clipboard. Look at him. He, he came dressed as a deacon, not as a coach. <laughs> Hey, I needed somebody that was ready to run up and down the court and defend me. We need to bring up the tape of the game. We, need to bring up. we had Mike Golick on our team, too. He couldn't even bend over I and pick the ball off the ground. We're going to need, Kevin, to get a little bit of tape on this game. I do really quick, Kevin, you are here. Tell us to, to tell us a little bit about DraftKings' no-sweat same-game parlay. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, look, I mean, it's it's the definition of what it is, I think, is in the title, right? Uh, when you understand what the world of parlay is, you're talking about embracing the opportunity of thought, idea, uh, and hopefully taking this thought and idea and this concept, packaging it together to get the big win. Uh, these big wins have big payoffs. What we're doing is amplifying the idea of fun uh, attached to the world of betting. And, you know, this is where the synergy between myself and DraftKings makes sense. Um, I'm not only a fun guy, but I'm a representation of a good time all the time. And through the conversation of betting, it's something where you want the understanding uh, just to be a little more clear, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to come from the place or space of pressure um, or 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 turmoil or turbulence, right? You can do it in a fun, relaxed way that's not all setting that allows you to get a little sweat. There's no fun uh, if you don't get a little sweat from a good bet. And that's what DraftKings is doing, right? Adding the layers for you to peel back and have a good time while watching the games that we love and doing it with a familiar face, of course, which is me. Uh, a great partnership <laughs> that I'm thankful for and I'm aligned with uh, and one that you probably, you can probably afford to see me with for quite some time. Wow, how do I do this? Guys, you see how that it's that was so, so professional. It's yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, do you understand that? It was effortless. You see how I do that? I, I do. Right? You, you did that, it's, mama. It's you ridiculous, did that. man. <laughs> I should really do this for a living, guys. I should. I mean, do you have any tips for Kendrick Perkins that we, that we can leave our audience with? Any impressions or uh, tips for him? I think my biggest tip Kendrick Perkins would be the 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 look of confusion at times. You gotta hide it, right? Like there's times where you're stumbled and you don't know how to hide it. There's an easy face that you can have when you're poor. Which is when somebody's saying something no has you a little off key, you just sit there. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, see that? I'm not rattled. This like is this? what you do. Oh yeah, that's this beautiful. You, you go. Oh. <laughs> like that. Kevin Hart, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. We really appreciate the time. Thank you, Zach. I'm appreciate joking. You. You're a phenomenal coach. Don't worry, we'll get that one back. No, I'm hurt. There's no going back from this. I'm on Team Kevin. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Will Zach and Kevin run it back? Wow. That's what I want to know. No, I also, Zach absolutely Lowe, not. want to know that. who you got winning this game tonight. Who the folks at home have winning between uh. the Lakers and Grizzlies in this pivotal game, too. So get out your phones. Go ahead. Scan that QR code. Let us know who you got. We will be revealing the, show, the results of this in just a couple of minutes later on this show. Still to come on NBA Today, LeBron James also in his own words, can he lead the Lakers back to the promised land after starting 2-10 this season here from LeBron? Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. We have a lot of hoops, hockey, and baseball for you coming up this weekend across the ABC and ESPN family of networks. You can see the Knicks and the Cavs, as well as the Kings and the Warriors game four. Some fun stuff going on across the weekend. But right this moment, we are just hours away, right, from the Lakers and Grizzlies. Game two tipping off in Memphis and LeBron James embarking on playoff game number 268 of his illustrious career. So right now... Take a look back. Enjoy this season, his unfathomable 20th season, in his own words. I'm looking forward to this season and getting this team and getting this franchise back in a position to be in the postseason and compete for what we all want to compete for. But, you know, it starts on day one. Things looking a little grim for the Lakers. Construction workers don't have nothing on these bricklayers. I mean, we can't <laughs> shoot a penny in the ocean. We got to wake the hell up. But the, the team is just in a tough spot right now, being 2-9. and nine. So, I <laughs> At the end of the day, it's their roster, man. It's not good. Yeah. Is it possible, based on how they are presently constructed, to turn this season around? Yeah. I think about how much longer I'm going to play the game. I don't want to finish my career playing at this level from a team aspect. I'm a winner, and I want to win. Playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not, it's not in my DNA. I've set out goals throughout my whole career. For sure never said I wanted to be the all-time leader in scoring. To sit here and actually be on the brink of it happening, it's pretty crazy. LeBron James on the precipice of history here. Go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Nah. I get it. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
trimmed this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you guys. This ride has been, uh, it's been fantastic. I've been able to do some incredible things in this league, and hopefully I can do some more incredible things before I'm done. We have a trade. Massive deal tonight, and now the Lakers, they try to climb their way back. Lakers out to run again. Stop and shoot. Yes, sir! We wanted to kind of see what it kind of looks like. Close to 48 minutes, it looked really good. Three of the most important games of my career. It's the type of mindset that I have and hope the guys will have coming back off the break. And he does the too small. <laughs> 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 The uh, analytics side said we had a 0.3 chance of making the postseason. So, you know, that's all you ask for is a chance, I guess. And uh, kind of us to turn around our season and give ourselves an opportunity to compete for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, I was going to feel that a little bit. You yeah. there at the end. It was, I was happy. I was doing it for me. Come on, we can't do it. There's no snapping over here. No snapping. He's so grumpy. <laughs> Max Dad that can't get that. you going, and did I'm still mad job. about Kevin Hart. What do you want me to do? All right, well, how about this? Who you got winning tonight? We know you have Memphis. Memphis. You have the Lakers. Yeah. I have the Lakers. You right, have. So we don't know if Jaws playing. So with that information, I'm going Lakers. Okay, but it, it's fluid, as Stephen A. would say. It's fluid independent. It's not fluid. The show's over. So I said Lakers. That's okay, it. that's it. Let's see what the people said. Let's see what our folks at home said, our viewers of NBA Today said. Because we asked you all show, who do you think is going to win? The results are in. Whoa. 82% of you said that the Lakers. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. You said the Lakers. Yeah, 82%. <laughs> 82% Lakers, 18% Grizzlies. Uh, Taylor Jenkins is about to print this out and put it up on a bulletin board in Memphis. You gotta try some. Well, what about the other games tonight, Kendrick Perkins? We have the the Heat and the Bucks game two. We have the Wolves and Denver game two. Who you got? I got the Bucks getting the win tonight against the Heat, even if Giannis don't play. I think uh, when Giannis went out, it's hard to adjust, but they didn't have time to actually prepare and prep, uh, prep and go over schemes and rotations and things to that nature. Bucks get this one at the crib. I think the Bucks get this one as well, regardless of whether Giannis plays, because they've, they've been here before. Giannis has sat out a fair number of games this year, and Drew Holiday, there's a reason he was on my all-NBA ballot. I think he can step up in mm -hmm. this spot. I had Drew Holiday second team All NBA. Wow. Uh, I think I think Bucks at home, home favorites to lose game one, usually win game two. And we haven't talked about Tyler Hero. That's a big, big loss for a Miami offense. So it was a bottom yeah. five offense all year to begin with. Is uh, the Timberwolves going to get a win here? A <laughs> win will. <laughs> okay. A win oh, will. Don't be mean. No, but you know they're not getting a win. I am picking Denver. I keep telling you, it's, it's three series I'm not even worried about. The Celtics and Hawks, Philly and uh, the Nets, and Denver and Minnesota, you know? How, how many minutes y'all watched the game last night? 
the uh, Hawks in the city. I put y'all on. All of them. You didn't watch all in the minutes of the Hawks. You watched two minutes of that damn game. Right. In the top right corner of the Cavs and the Knicks, there was a score ticker that was going on through that game. And I kept an eye on that. I didn't even want to watch the Hawks. Hawks people, I watch your team stink it up. Why? My job. You watch them stink it up? All right. You have 45 seconds on the Hawks. Go ahead. Well, what do you want me to say? They look. Compl- I, I'm astonished to the degree they look out, just outclassed by Boston. Completely outclassed. They look like they don't even belong on the same court with them. And I'd be very interested to see if they go home and at least like show a pulse and hit back, or if they kind of roll over. Because these games have been like fake close yeah. in the third quarter, where Boston's up and totally in control. They make a fake run. Like, show me something. I'm sure the Hawks fans appreciated that insight. I actually love this version of Zach. I've been like, have the game been close or not? We're going to see this you tomorrow. Every day. Not every other day. Coach? Every day. That's what Kevin Hart yeah. thinks. Yeah, I'm fired up now. <laughs> <laughs>